1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
2: Yeah. Rock, man.
0: You hear hey, that, hey, Brady? Brady?
3: You hear it? Boom. You hear that? You hear that bass snare? Boom. <laughs> It's you a bass that. trigger. It's, you hear that, a, that bass trigger, yeah. You hear
0: that yeah. bass snare? You hear that little, yeah. <laughs> yeah, bass he's, snare. he's referring to the snare drum. Yeah, yeah right? it's a, yeah. a bass,
2: uh, bass trigger. Yeah, yeah, you, you, know, know, you hear he that just, bass yeah. snare? Yeah, a little something there. Uh, it's
0: uh, two pros <laughs> and a
2: cup of Joe Fox Sports Radio. It's LeVar Errington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app and on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever the hell you are making us a part of your Wednesday. We appreciate you doing so. We'll take you. All the way up to the end of the hour, nine a.m. Eastern Time, six o'clock Pacific. Here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, uh, programming note: about twenty minutes from now, uh, Petros Papadakis is going to wake oh, up. Wow. He's yeah. going to turn on his uh, his home studio unit, and he is going to wax poetically about something that we have no idea at this point because the conversation always takes a drastic turn. So, well, why is it drastic? It's just. Do you,
0: do you remember last week's convo? It was about Mark Morrison. And yeah. he gave us, like, the yes. uh his, Yeah, his. like,
3: you just never know, man. The yeah. one the one week it was about Jamaican music. He was talking about vibes
2: cartel. Yeah. Uh. And then he, uh, he drug uh, Rich Eisen a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, Like, yeah. he got I it. I thought that was uh, last week. Uh, it might have. Who knows? Yeah, it it's was all last blur. week.
0: That was last week. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. yeah it's, uh, so, you know, he's uh, he's Drop the B-bomb uh, on yeah, him. Yeah, he, uh, he gets
0: real fired up about certain hey, things. Hey, random so. thought. Does any NBA owner. Have as bad of pit stains as Steve Ballmer for the LA Clippers. I think yeah, he wants just, it that way though. Yeah,
3: he's a yeah. sweat. Yeah. I think he wants to. Be, I, I think he's going to release a, sh- a he, shirt he, at some point.
0: Is he the Bruce Pearl of Ooh. owners like sweating as far as pit stains? Yeah, yeah he yeah. sweats a lot too. Oh, yeah.
2: God, who there was somebody else that I noticed that sweats a lot.
0: God, the Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl will sweat through his jacket. Mm. Like God. you don't see that very often. God. If you see oh, a sweat God.
3: stain in a jacket, you are a, a perspiring person.
0: Do you guys yeah. go roll on deodorant or spray? You're, you're just like a humidifier. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're like just pumping out moisture. That's what you're doing. Do you guys uh, do you go roll
3: on deodorant or spray? I do both. I don't use roll on because it, it, you know, it grabs your hairs. I, I'll what? I'll do a like. Like, what? what is the speed stick? You have stick? a stick. Yeah. I have a stick. But, you know, there is roll-ons, though, like
2: the little yeah. ball and little stuff. Ball yeah, the, that's what saying, I mean, yeah. the stick. Yeah. 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 You mean well, the stick? Yeah. Does the stick grab your hair, too? No. I was going to say. What kind of stick but is that?
0: That's
2: that... <sighs> no. not what I meant.
0: Every, every uh, once in a so while, I, I like to grab the old school brute. Mm. because it reminds me of my grandpa you, know?
3: About, uh, you oh, know the man. funny thing about you saying your grandpa <laughs> stay away from me the rollers the roll-on deodorants i got from my my nana from our christmas gifts yeah that were I avon gifts
2: <laughs> my, yeah, my, my, my grandma my nana
3: is an avon lady i don't know if she still does avon she's still here um but yeah that's a, that's a, i got party socks nice clean pair of underwear three pair they you always need it. Jonas
0: needs a lot of those. I, yeah. I got
3: some cologne. I got some. I Avon a cologne. And, and you want to know the dopest? The dopest one that she didn't even know it was dope, but it, it worked wonders for me and, and Bruin. Uh, no, it was Skin So Soft. And if you know about Skin So Soft, the secret of Skin So Soft, you could use it on your dog to keep keep uh, fleas and and, and uh, insects off what of the him.
2: Hell are you talking? And about? you can
3: use it on your your skin. It's like it's like oil for your skin or whatever but it keeps mosquitoes away too oh so i used to i used to bathe in skin so soft during during training cat and i'd have it from my nano yeah
2: Yeah. it's uh well well, some of the some of the mosquitoes uh on the east coast they go through uh, anything it's uh yeah it's not nice
3: Uh, where brady is they're like prehistoric
0: they're as big as hell. Oh, my God. They can, they can get big, but usually m- most people down here spray for them. So here, here's the future. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to get some, like, prehistoric, uh, some kind of like the, the you know, COVID variants. We're going to get some mosquito variant that's just going to probably wipe us out at yeah, some point. Agreed. Because if they can sur- – like, if Darwinism goes into effect and they can survive whatever people spray down here to get those things to go away – we're in trouble. Like, these things are going to come out like Superman. It'll be like the Superman of Mosquitoes. first, first Them and night.
3: Roaches. I don't know which one's going to win now. It'd be, they, there should be mosquitoes. a movie. Battle of the Mosquitoes Aerial and Roaches. roaches yeah. Yeah. I, I'm um,
2: telling you. first day I was ever in South Carolina, I was sitting at this outdoor restaurant. It was, like, on, on the water. And... I thought it was weird that they had mosquito spray behind the bar and I mm. saw people spraying themselves and, and I had never I didn't I didn't understand it. I got destroyed that night. We're mm, talking I mean these yeah. things like these things are the size of ninja stars. Mm. And they just fly around and just suck from blood out of hear, your body.
3: Well from what I hear, the big ones aren't even the ones that you have to worry about. It's the females. No. And they're much yeah. smaller. The yeah. big boys fly around, they just scare you. But the well, little ones, the, yeah, the little, little shorties, they're the ones that go figure. They land we, on you and suck you dry, man.
0: We, we went on a golf trip to a place called Stream Song. They have these uh, mosquitoes they call vampire mosquitoes. And you're like, why do you call them vampire mosquitoes? Because when it hits, right, when it, it hits dusk, they start coming out. Oh god! When you start hitting these things, they explode. It, I mean, it's like un- it's like nothing you've oh, ever God. seen before. Ugh. When you see how much blood is inside these things, <laughs> it, it, it's like someone took an eight-ounce cup and just threw a bunch of uh. blood on you. war of the worlds, man. I swear to you, people are out there, like, swatting them, trying to get Trans- inside. Transfusion it, work. It, it looks like someone just came from, like, a firefight and they got shot. Like, there's just blood everywhere. You're like, what are these things? Yeah. And it lasts for about an hour, and then they kind of go away. But, like, people... People outside are just swatting them left and right, and they've got blood all over them mm. just from how much these mosquitoes have been sucking on God knows what. Yeah. Ugh.
2: Well, uh, yeah, it's a uh, n- not a uh, not a fun time uh, if you're around some mosquitoes. Uh, by the way, um, speaking of fun times, Stetson Bennett definitely had a fun time. Uh, he was hammered uh, during. I don't even know if he's hammered, uh, you know, during his Good Morning America appearance, uh, but definitely hungover, uh, or at least at the state where you're trying to have a conversation, an intelligent conversation with someone. When you to drank way too much and your eyes start to close. Like, that's, I think, where, uh, where Stetson Bennett was at. So I feel like, uh, you know, that's where he was. Uh, but in, in other news from that game, uh, the national championship game, uh, Jamison Williams, um, not a surprise based on how he fell down, the uh, stud wide receiver for Alabama, torn ACL um, you for could the. I see it uh, popped. Yeah. It popped. Yeah, it looked, uh, it looked, it looked bad. Uh, but, uh, you know, Dr. Adam Schefter's on it, though. Uh, he sent uh, this out uh, after the news came out. Uh, Alabama's Jamison William, the projected uh, top wide receiver in the NFL draft, tore his ACL last night versus Georgia per sources. Doctors believe that after surgery within the next 10 days, Williams will retain his sub 4'3 speed and they expect a full recovery. How the hell do you know how fast he's going to be afterwards? What, 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 is he, what are you talking well, if about? If he's
3: as fast as if he was that fast before the injury, Brady, Brady alluded to it before, the the technology that goes into that particular surgery, if he does everything he needs to do, he'll... He'll come back. He'll he'll have his same speech.
2: Schefter tore a ligament doing the Dougie or whatever it was. Well, what the hell is he talking the about? It. The gritty, he's, he's not the, the gritty, yeah. Yeah. the Dougie. What's the difference? I mean, come on, hit the, the butt. Hit the butt. Come on. What do you come mean, on, Berto? Yeah. Come on. What, what, what do you mean? mean? That, Why is that?
3: That's horrible, bro. What?
0: Because what? the Dougie is nothing like the gritty. Oh
3: my God. <laughs> it's nothing like the gritty. Well, what, it's mean, not
0: even close to it. And it was like probably what seven years ago. I
2: mean, yeah. I mean, it's been a while. Well, listen, Adam Schefter, you know. You know, tore ligament, doing whatever, but apparently he's the authority on uh, what the 40 time will be after a, a knee surgery. Come on, man.
3: Get out of here. some d- d- teams already know that are interested in him or will be interested in him what that surgery entails. They're Their medical groups, they know what these, what these different injuries entail. And that's just not, it's not a catastrophic injury. It's not a career ender anymore. You know, what's crazy is Getting getting meniscus tears back in the day, were were like that's the end, it's over for you. Just just meniscus, then you it's like that gets better. It's like all right, MCL, ACL, ACL was the kiss of death if you tore your ACL. This is kiss kiss of death, and and now it's it's pretty commonplace. Even with Achilles tendons, it's just the the technology and is the medicine and the techniques are so so advanced now. You know, it's like you. Sometimes you hate to say this. Sometimes those surgeries make you better than what you were before you got it. Honest to goodness, like the reinforcement of different things or whatever it is, the techniques that they use. Your ligament, I think they say scientifically, it comes back stronger
2: when when they do the surgery. Uh, like the Achilles, um, there's been some talk that, especially in the NBA, where it's you know maybe more prevalent that the the way that how advanced things are now to what you were saying it's going to it's it's no longer going to have this this look of oh my god this is doom and gloom i mean it's you know not a, a good injury nobody wants it but it's it's not going to alter your career like look at kevin durant or, or yeah. even Clay Thompson just came back from one and then had a dunk in the first game back to where if there was any questions about his Achilles, his knee, whatever, that's when it would have popped. And there were no issues whatsoever with it. So it, it is amazing how, how modern uh, medicine has changed and, and advanced it, t- this.
0: Tendons different from ligaments, though, because I, I think the difference is like with the less invasive surgeries now for Achilles tendons. They've been able to advance that where they, people have been able to come back faster. But now with ligaments, it's like the opposite. They're they're slowing the approach with bringing people back. Some people would rush back back in like six months, and then they realized they would have issues down the road, mm-hmm. or at least they, it seemed to expedite that. Now it's like, hey, if you tear your ACL, like Jameson Williams, given the time of when he did it in January of 2022, I mean, I, I, the thing I hate for him is, I hope he had an insurance policy for loss of value because I, he would have been the first wide receiver I would have taken this draft. If I was a team looking for a wide receiver in the first round, he would have been it. Uh, just everything that you know, he displayed on film this year. You you don't find guys with that sort of speed that can separate very often. He can do it. They moved him around a ton, so he ran a bunch of different routes because you know that Bill O'Brien's more of a matchup style guy. They ran an NFL style system. Their OC Bill O'Brien, we all know who that is. I, I just I think he's going to be really prepared for that next step. The problem is now, ten months from now, you're talking about October. You know, maybe at the earliest before you're bringing him back. Um, I I just – that's the tough part. Is that going to impact a team who's trying to draft this guy to come in and have an immediate impact in the first round? Probably.
2: Does he fall out of the first round? Ah, man. Probably
3: so. Unless there's just a team that's that in love with him but he 100% falls out of the first round.
0: I, you know, I don't know what other structural damage was done to where if it would take that long or maybe their medical professionals. Because when he goes to the combine, they'll look at it. And by the way, any player who you know, has a red flag for an injury or is dealing with an injury, they'll have their, their combine checkup and then they'll have a recheck um, just to allow them the opportunity to see how it's healing, to let all the doctors feel comfortable with where they're at. I hope he doesn't drop, man. He's a, he's a special player, and, you know, it, it's one of those sad stories where you go, hey, you know, should the guys be playing a bowl games or not? This is a national championship. Yeah. I mean, if we, if we get to the point where players, because they're – I mean, and Jamison Williams would have been a guaranteed first-round pick, and, and maybe, that's still, maybe that's up for debate now. But if we get to the point where guys start pulling out of a national championship because they're worried about injury – that's where you know you you wonder how college football moves forward based on how things look, and, and
3: that's a pretty pretty big fi- that's a major factor because that was a major player in this game, and depending on what happens if he if he does fall, if it is perceived that his drop, and 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 draft you know draft value, is is based off of that injury. You're 100%. You're going to 100% see most all guys that are coming out and declaring for the draft opt out of playing in in bowl games. I mean, Willis McGahee
2: had his knee folded oh, man, in half bro. and still went in the first round. How Drew Rosenhaus was able to, to pull that off and, and ended up having a good career, but you know uh, th- that was one of the more devastating knee injuries that, that we've seen in a big-time game like that, and he still ended up going in the first round, so who knows? Maybe somebody a little bit more optimistic. Uh, it's uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year Discover Exceptionally Common Sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Up next, the great Petros Papadakis is going to stop by, and we have no idea, per usual, where the hell this conversation is going to go. It's yours right here on FSR.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeart Radio app
2: two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Coming up uh, later on this hour, about 20 minutes from now, we're going to have uh, the BQ news, uh, so stick around for that. Uh, who knows what the hell Brady's going to come up with uh, in that fun little segment, but right now uh, who the hell knows what's going to happen now. He's the great Petros Papadakis, yes. co-host of the Petros and Money show yes. on AM570 LA Sports. Good morning. Fox College Football. Yeah. And a show favorite. Make some noise for the Yeah, LP. here he is. Yeah. What's up, O.P.? The O.P.
3: Wagwan,
2: Wagwan. Yeah. My lord Wagwan.
4: Yeah. yeah. Uh, what's up, P not much.
2: Um, how's the uh, <laughs> not much? I, 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 I hey, I saw you and Fred after the uh, game Sunday night. Um, is uh, Brandon Staley? Are you guys still uh, dragging him through the streets uh, in Los Angeles for the uh, decision? You live here? Yeah, I'm just wondering. Yeah, you yeah. know, you guys were pretty critical of him uh, after that game, especially Fred. I, mean,
4: I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, I was sitting there watching the game, and it was kind of horrifying. <laughs> you know, a lot of it. <laughs> And, uh, I mean, we interview Brandon Staley every week because we're kind of like a Chargers arm because my uh, my radio partner is the play-by-play guy for the Chargers. So we have Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco on every week, except we, they didn't come on this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they might come on later in the week, you know, after all the exit interviews, quote-unquote. But, yeah, I, I mean, look, I am not like an NFL decision-making maven. Like, when I'm calling a football game, I usually don't, like, start screaming, this is where you use your timeout. What are they doing? Oh, my God. You know, like, little things kind of catch my attention. Like, when Georgia was playing on Monday night and they had a lead, but they were snapping the ball in the fourth quarter with, like, Like 12 12 seconds seconds left. Yeah, that upset (laughs) me. You know, stuff like that bugs me. But, uh, like, I'm not that guy, but that was pretty uh, egregious and you know it, it he took a lot of chances and did a lot of different stuff all year and that's great but at a certain point like you're inserting yourself like almost like an official into the game and it's it seems like a young coach thing to do right it's it's yeah. it's a young coach it's it's this is how we play this is what we do and That's great, but you can't go for it on fourth. There's a reason no one ever goes for it on fourth and one on your own 18. You just, you don't do that. Uh, The timeout stuff and all that, it did look like it changed what the Raiders were doing. And it was just a weird scenario because, I mean, usually when we watch any sporting event in our country, I mean, in soccer and with the way that whole thing works is different, but... Like, when we watch a game, like, we don't really think about, hey, you guys, you could play for the tie here. You know, that's not an element that's usually part of our thinking when we're watching or announcing football or critiquing it. So, that element that was added to that Raider-Charger game with the Steelers involved and all that made it really extra compelling and just really odd.
0: Mm. Yeah. I was going to ask you, Petros, do you do you give him a little bit of a break, given that he's a first-year head coach? You talked about kind of the the young style and all that. Do you think he'll learn from some of this and change moving forward? Or do you just think, hey, this is how he's going to call and play it? He's one of those new-age analytic guys, like this is what they believe, this is where the, the league's going?
4: Well, I think uh, there's a guy named Isaac Lohenkron. You know oh, Isaac, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, Isaac is one of the greats. He's he's really a great L.A media personality and he's a really good play-by-play guy too and he does the charger pre-half and post and he was taking calls and I was interested you know it was one of those those games where you want to hear uh, more about it when it's over so I listened to the post-game show on my way home from doing the show with Fred uh, here in LA and Isaac said it great he said that uh, the season he thought that that Brandon Staley was aggressive uh, I think he crossed the line, Isaac said, into recklessness uh, in that Raider game. Mm. And I don't know how you can't learn from that <laughs> as a young guy. If you don't, obviously you shouldn't be a head coach and growing in the position. Uh, the other thing I kind of think about the Chargers, just because I did one of their games and I've been watching them kind of uh, more closely in the last few weeks, is – like if Derwin James and Joey Bosa are that good, and they are, and they are that good, what the hell is wrong with the other nine guys? <laughs> like how bad are those guys? <laughs> you know, and I you know, I, I, I know the answer, you know. But uh that's something that they need to address. And I'll tell you what, that Herbert is the real deal Oh man yeah, and it it's not the stuff that he does that's obvious like the stats and all that but you watch that game and it's like just to get rid of the ball when crosby's like hitting him in the leg on second down and just to pull off an incompletion and we using his strength and just being aware in the pocket and working progression as a big guy and all those different things he is uh he's really special obviously
3: who who excites you for for the playoffs this year?
0: Ah,
4: nobody.
3: No, no
4: teams excite you. <laughs> no, I mean uh, the Rams thing is interesting. I yeah. mean, more are, things, are
0: they doing it? Are failure they doing it, excites
4: me. Uh, no, I mean, look, there's a <laughs> blueprint on how to how to beat Sean McVay. Right? You just take away the stretch zone, and you let him throw himself into oblivion. Wow! And all the talk about Matt Stafford. And how great he is and all the the, the fanfare in the off season. I mean, he's a good quarterback, don't get me wrong. But everybody was acting like Aaron Rodgers was coming to L.A. Everybody was acting like Tom Brady was coming to the Rams. And he ain't that guy. And the marriage with him and McVay is not as perfect and beautiful and flawless as as everybody was kind of pushing and the rams you know they have more of a sense of urgency than anybody other than you know the bucks because brady's my age and and congratulations by the way lavar on the college oh, football hall of you. fame yeah. thank you i mean Thanks, come Pops. on do we what have a segway yeah. what a segway there petros i just occurred to me <laughs>
0: <laughs> I forgot. amazing I meant to, I
4: meant to start out with that because uh, that, that was is
0: amazing a, well, thank uh, you
4: that is a huge uh, deal. Thank you. Uh, but but as far as uh, the Rams go, you know they have they have so many of these guys. They they've they've given up all their draft picks to bring in all these superstars, and these guys are making plays. You know, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Stafford. Uh, I mean, obviously, Cooper Cup's one of the better players in the league right now. Uh, they they have a lot of uh, good players, and but it's kind of a make or break moment for them. And they don't seem like a really complete football team to me. That being said, what do I know? Uh, One of these teams catches fire every year and and ends up going all the way and winning the Super Bowl, you know, like the Philadelphia Eagles did. But Mm -hmm. right now, to me, they just, it looks like uh, there's a blueprint on how to beat McVeigh and uh, the guy with no lips up in San
2: Francisco. Uh, <laughs> ah, ah,
4: ah. Old lizard old lip Shanahan's <laughs> oh, got it my God. Uh, The, uh, the flat Uh
2: It is uh, Petrus Papadakis joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Get him on that. Twitter at uh, the I, old P. I did. I've, got, I've got a look uh, now. P- Petrus, hey, what's happening with, uh, now Jackson darts in the uh, transfer portal, so uh, what, what's the plan of quarterback for USC? Is this going to ultimately huh. be Caleb Williams no is lips. gonna, huh. Huh. you know, what's uh, well, what do we get? What are we hearing there? Uh, you being uh, an alum of USC, so connected uh, yeah, so, to the program, um, still.
4: You know, actually, I did a. Uh, first of all, he has a uh, goatee, Brady, to hide the fact that he's got no lips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's got that long mustache going. You know, the real wide one. From it's a the nice goatee, though. You know, a little mustache. Well, down. yeah, he's got a plenty of room to grow it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Kissing oh. the lipless. Oh my gosh! Uh, anyway, kiss my face.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no uh, face, no face, no face, no lips. Okay. What was ahead. the question? Oh, <laughs> that's transfer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here's here's
4: how it worked. Uh, Caleb Williams is going to USC, right? It looks like it, which means Jackson Dart. You know, somebody, and a guy named Scott Wolf in town, sent a really interesting tweet. He said, you know, there was a time at USC and I think Matt Castle, who ended up I think getting paid more than any of them, and I recruited Matt Castle for God's sakes. uh, Matt Castle, Matt Liner, John David Booty, and Mark Sanchez, I think were all on the roster at the same time. And that's just never going to happen again. You just don't, that's not the case at, at any schools anymore. And Jackson Dart, Caleb Williams is the number one transfer quarterback in the portal, right? He's the guy everybody wants. Yeah. The second he comes off the board, Jackson Dart is going to be that guy, uh, which is interesting. And I don't know where he ends up. He's a Mormon kid from Utah. Uh, and I really wanted to see Lincoln Riley coach him. And I, I like the idea of a guy signing with a school and actually just, like, playing there and finishing his career <laughs> at, at quarterback. you know? a noble idea. Yeah, like Brady Quinn, you know? Then they let you introduce the new head coach you know, someday because you're so familiar. Uh, so uh, that kind of thing, I think, uh, obviously is, uh, is few and far between these days uh, with the way the transfer portal works. I don't mind the players having some flexibility. It is hard to keep track of. I mean... Washington State pushed out their quarterback, who's been brilliant, Jaden DeLora, for two years because they hired the head coach at Incarnate Word to become the O.C. at Washington State. So he would bring the quarterback at Incarnate Word, who's like the FCS player of the year two, two years in a row. And uh, uh, Cameron Ward, I think, is his name.
0: Yeah, I think that's right.
4: And he is uh, he's a huge baller. And they pushed out the guy they had already, uh, which is you know just unheard of to do that kind of stuff. And now Jaden Delora has gone to Arizona where a bunch of people seem to be getting the band together uh, under Jed Fish's banner for some weird reason. Uh, so there's just a lot of interesting things going on. It, it uh, The tea leaves say Caleb Williams to USC unless somebody comes up with a bunch of money somewhere. And – Jackson Dart to who knows where, and DTR is going to stay at UCLA, which is why the kid Dylan Gabriel Gabriel yeah uh, he went to Oklahoma after committing to UCLA because he figured out the DTR was going to stay. So <laughs> uh, it's uh it's almost like you know it's like watching the coaches now. It's like pulling out the Southwest Airlines uh, flight schedule for the day and uh, trying to track all the movement. And we're just talking about quarterbacks for God's sakes. I Mm. mean, there's all kinds of guys flying all over the place.
0: I think I saw at one point there was, what, like 1,500 kids in the transfer portal? Sure. Um, Which, you know, again, this thing's only going to continue to pick up until there's more structure. I I do want to ask you, though, about just the national championship game. Just some of your thoughts on it. You know, it, it was an entertaining game, to say the least. Did it play out the way you thought it was going to?
4: No, no, no. And not a lot of people watched it because, you know, it's a problem. ESPN has created a huge problem in our sport. And they ruined the bowl season. They own the bowl season, and they ruin it. It's like they bought this Lamborghini and they just crash it into a wall every year. Because instead, and I'm not asking them to, to sell uh, five million dollars worth of uh, products promoting the, the the whatever, the Liberty Bowl, and to do a bunch of features on on the D linemen for you know, Louisiana tech or whatever, but I mean, they got to do a little bit better. I mean, they forced conversations hard about the, the playoff and the the semifinals games, which all sucked. And I mean, it's one thing to show a little graphic of, Hey, we got Cincinnati uh, taking on Alabama coming up in two weeks, you know, fine, whatever. Show that graphic. But then they get to, you know, second down and nine on, on the two or three plays into the series, and they're talking about matchups. They're talking about uh, Bryce Young versus the Cincinnati secondary. They're talking about uh, Stetson Bennett versus Michigan. And, and it was confusing. It was insulting. And it was a terrible way to cover the bowl season. And they've created this playoff. They own the playoff. It has become a regional event in the South, and there's no doubt that the level of football in the SEC between these two teams is excellent, but everybody else in the SEC lost their bowl game, and it's, uh, it's disappointing to me because I don't really know how it's going to change. They have their blueprint. They spent a lot of money on this thing. But, man, it sucks. I mean, it just absolutely sucks. The game itself, like you said, uh, a walk-on quarterback. I mean, I wish that Holly Rowe didn't ask him a bunch of weird 30-for-30 questions at the the end of the game and make the kid sound like the ultimate douchebag. Uh, It was a really cringy interview. But, uh, I mean, it's a great story. Uh, I feel bad for JT Daniels and his Zaxby's chicken deal but <laughs> why why would you feel bad i know. i mean look jt daniels you have to understand jt daniels from down here i mean they talked about him like he was i like he was joe montana and yeah. cam newton and and all of these people—Randall Cunningham, uh, Billy Kilmer—they, uh, I mean, they talked about him like he was every quarterback that was ever li- that ever lived wrapped into one. There was actually an idiot that wrote an article at USC when he was struggling as a freshman, saying that they should let him call his own plays, <laughs> and that's where the true greatness <laughs> lies. And I'm not saying he's a bad player, but you know, every once in a while, the quarterback at modern day is like Bryce Young. Right. And you're just like, wow, this kid, he's special. What's going to happen with modern day? He gets it, you know, but sometimes a quarterback at modern day is a good quarterback like Matt Barkley or JT Daniels. But because they're at modern day, you know, or some other big high school, we anoint them and say, this is the greatest player that ever lived in the history of the world. And, uh, you know, sometimes physically those guys don't match up to the hype. And uh, and I think that's what we looked at when it came to uh, JT Daniels.
2: Mm. Get him on Twitter, at the old P. Petros Papadakis, uh, AM570 LA Sports, uh, the co-host of the Petros and Money Show, also a Fox College Football Analyst and not a huge fan, it sounds like, of ESPN's uh, college football coverage. Uh, Petros, uh, we appreciate it as always. All right, Thanks, Pups. P. There he is, the old P.
4: Good to know. Good good I'm going to go back to bed. Okay. All right. There, you, so there
2: you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But uh, always fun stuff with our guy, uh, Petros there. Uh, all right. It is two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up next, uh, we've got the BQ news. Again, who the hell knows where this conversation is going to go? We'll have it for you right here on FSR.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern.
2: On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two pros and a cup what of joe, Fox Sports going Radio on, <laughs> on the television, man. <laughs> what is this? Uh, Roberta watches some weird stuff, man. It's
3: like a overgrown. It's the rat. news. Yeah. It's an overgrown rat that's on a what is that? A zip cord yeah. line? She,
2: like a walker? Yeah, she got a rat on a walker. It's oh, weird. Oh my gosh. It's just weird. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's very weird. I mean, uh, but again, you know, God that's uh, R- Roberto's uh, choice of uh, the entertainment in studio. You know, there's always well, that. Well, that's why he's got
3: it on the station. Well, Channel 7 is always showing uh, yeah. us. That's yeah, what he asks for I every know. morning when he gets in what here. What do you
2: mean? Everybody's, Everybody's snitching today. It's, it's Siete, first wow. of all. Wow. You know Spanish? Uh, all right. It's. Uh, Tellers. It's not wrong, though. Uh, it's uh, Two Pros <laughs> and a Cup of Joe. Uh, by the way, we are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at VisitLasVegas.com. Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. And right now, it's time for another edition the of this. No, no, no,
1: no. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn.
0: All right. What do we got? Well, we talked about earlier in today's show the public display of affection that was, well, making its rounds around social media with Kodak Black and I guess his girlfriend. I'm not really sure uh, what the status is there. We don't know her name. I, I, I don't know yeah. her name. She'll remain nameless. It was hard to identify her based <laughs> on the positions <laughs> they were in. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I digress. Uh, His back this, went out. <laughs> we're going to start off with another story about love. <laughs> An Argentinian judge was caught on camera kissing a convict who who said that she tried to reduce. So this judge was on a panel of judges that was deciding on whether or not this convict would receive life in prison for murder. And I'll remind you, he pled guilty to the murder. And yet she was the only judge on the panel who voted to reduce his sentence and then was later caught on camera making out with this convict in a private area of the cell or others of, of the surveillance, yeah. I mean,
2: love shouldn't be judged. You know what I mean? No pun intended. I mean, I ah, just feel ah, like ah. I just that was think, a great one. Oh, though I didn't, I didn't mean it. it uh, I, I just so I feel good. like uh, you remember the the guys that escaped from the uh, Denimore prison. Uh, there was two guys that escaped, and it turns out the way they were able to escape is because one of them was having an affair with uh, one of the uh, security guards there. It's yeah. like uh, you know, I mean, what do you want? You know, People love have is love. feelings, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they have feelings. By the way, that guy—they were running through the woods, and one of those guys got his head turned into a canoe. Oh wow! <laughs> Just I mean, split. Mm. Yeah. Okay. How's that? Just saying, man. Apparently,
3: that judge had a canoe <laughs> as well. <laughs> Oh, I, I can right. remind me to show you something. Okay. Oh, show. All right. Okay. All right.
0: Um, so in Maryland, <laughs> some firefighters <laughs> rescued a man who was stuck in a chimney. <laughs> well, there, there's there's more to this story uh, because earlier that same evening, this resident that happened to live in that very same home called the police. They heard a, uh, I, I guess, a, a rustling coming from out, outside around back at like 3.30 a.m. The police came out. They didn't see anyone, and they left. Well, next thing you know, the resident of this home heard some sounds coming from the wall. And so they called the police station again. Come to find out there was a man who was stuck in the chimney who was then really charged with attempting to try to break in.
2: I mean, you couldn't, like, break a back window. It just feels like it'd be a lot easier or
3: use a credit was this, card. Was this during Christmas time? Was this? No, a, it was after. It was this actually like after. Was a brass brass a late Santa late? My bad, Mr. <laughs> house. I was just back to uh, deliver
2: some yeah. gifts. Yeah. Uh, was that Finley's house? I, I mean, <laughs> that, I mean
0: like, <laughs> they would have caught that on camera.
2: Doesn't the old uh, take a credit card to the lock thing work still? Like, doesn't oh, yeah. that work
0: still? I think so, it depends on certain doors. Like, that's not going to fix a deadbolt. Yeah.
2: I mean, I don't know, just you feel like there are better options than going through a chimney. You know, what do I know? Maybe.
3: I wouldn't try to go through. I'm, well, I wouldn't try to break into somebody's house. But yeah. I don't. I wouldn't use a chimney.
2: A little too uh, claustrophobic. I mean, when uh, Golden Tape broke into that donut shop in Seattle, did he use a credit card or did he just slide through the window? He
0: didn't break in. The door was open. That was okay. the thing that, like, it, it well, wasn't well, really breaking. the door entering, is open. If no, yeah.
3: if the door is open. I mean. But yeah. if it's closed, you should walk out. But yeah. I guess if you <laughs> walk
2: in and ask, hey. Are you open? Yeah. I think
0: the door was open, but the store was closed no, at the moment.
2: I've, I've never wanted a maple bar bad enough to want to break into a donut shop. Well, technically I, I have. have. Okay. <laughs>
3: fat boy um, <laughs> problems, though.
0: Well, I, I, I do have a uh, medical breakthrough, if you will. All right, let's oh. hear this. Uh, there was a man so sick, he actually could not receive a human heart transplant. And so instead, he got a genetically altered pig's heart. What? It's the first of its kind of any procedure. Uh, it was actually done at the University of Maryland Medical Center. And uh, he's been up under observation for 48 hours. Post-procedure, everything looks good so far. Uh, but the the operation took eight hours, but indeed it is a, a genetically altered pig's heart. I mean, do you... Is he
2: gonna roll around? Is he gonna roll around in mud? Own- that's yeah, the first uh, I thing I thought. <laughs> what, what, like, what, like, is, he is he
3: gonna like? Is he gonna like? Yeah. Be like you know? I feel like I need to get dirty.
2: Yeah. Is he gonna like? Uh, you just roll around in crap and uh, you know just like it. <laughs> get- Will he start I mean, oinking? That's all. Okay. Too. Hey, no. i no, serious question. Serious question. Does he ever? Does he ever eat bacon again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't feel like cannibalizing. I sort of got, like... Yourself. You, I mean, do yeah. you, you think a cow wants a hamburger? You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, it's
0: a valid the, point. Yeah. They don't say beef-fed cows, do <laughs> they?
3: Vegan!
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.